Hello and welcome to Music Box. My name is Malik and I'm your awesome host. And each and every single month, I sit down to talk to awesome musicians about their life, work, and hobbies while we don't doodle jam. And this week, I mean, I feel like it's, I say this week, but it's been happening more currently. We have Gene as the co-host. How's it going, Gene? I, yeah, it's going well. Uh, I just, I like music. I am, <laughs> as some of you know, I am also in a band, so I like talking to fellow musicians and uh, yeah, and Safe Face is awesome. So I'm happy to talk to our guest. Perfect trans segue. We got Tyler from Safe Face. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about awesome. you? Awesome. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I said it before, I was really hot and sweaty, but I'm gonna try not to mention that in an interview, even though I just you just started. did. I, I mean, just I, did. I mean, we can Clem can edit that out. Clem, don't edit that out. Clem, don't edit that out. <laughs> I want to know how sweaty Malik is. It okay. is it is a hundred and like twelve degrees in LA right now. Like it is miserable. It is so hot. Wow. Okay, so I feel bad for saying that it is hot <laughs> because it's only seventy here. Oh my <laughs> god! Come on. <laughs> Not everyone lives in the land of fire, but it sure is <laughs> moving on from heat. Um, Tyler, I want to talk first and foremost and say that I am such a huge, huge, huge fan of the band. I first got introduced to Safe Face during the Mom Jeans tour and like this being, year. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. year or last year, I guess. Oh, yeah. Last year was in Syracuse and didn't hear anything went completely just blind. And I remember seeing Glitter. And just something in my brain has not gone back. There's pre-save face and there's post-save face. <laughs> and I I have tried to tell so many of my friends about the band. I've also saw you guys open for the Wonder Years too. So, but again, I want to say I'm just a huge, huge fan. And it's just I the energy that you guys put out during live shows is just something that's like next level. Hey, thanks. That means a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad you feel that way. And now that I've buttered you up, um, my first question is, um, as a New Jerseyan talking to a New Yorker, um, uh-huh. would you on the record recording in front of someone from Los Angeles say something nice about New York? Something nice about New York? Yeah. Um, ah, if I have to. Uh, <laughs> it's really straining, it's yeah. Uh, I mean second best bagels second best pizza in the Damn. world next Whoa, to wow. new jersey you know nah, so that's nah. pretty cool wow okay Fine so words. this is where i was this is what i was waiting for i'm just like <laughs> se- okay where's the second best coming from well i mean new jersey's number one. Oh, so. mm, but it's really cool that you know like number two is pretty high. All <laughs> you know? Damn, get him, Tyler. Yeah. Gene, you have no dog in this fight. <laughs> I don't give a shit. LA sucks. I have no, yeah. This is between this is between you East Coasters. Okay, then, Gene, where would you rather live in? New York or New Jersey? Can I kill myself? Is that an option? <laughs> Neither. I don't, I don't like East Coast. I don't like, um, I don't like cold. I will say this. I don't like cold sure. and I don't like, um, like city living, but I, you know, that's me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a suburban kid. So I've, I've been in New York twice and actually no, three times now. And, um, I mean, you were there with me one time Malik, and it was like, it's fun, but it's just like stressful. Like I just get, I don't know. I get overwhelmed, whatever. The show's not about me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, something that I really admire about safe face is how well of like an aesthetic you guys have figured out. Thanks. Um, and I wanted to poke your brain about that. Like yeah. what was sort of the inspiration for like the jumpsuits? And it's got this very like 
it's all very violent, uh -huh. but without being violent. And I love For that sure. about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, everything goes back to the music. So mm -hmm. I, I wrote like a kind of different kind of album when trying to write. This is our second full length album. Mm -hmm. It's the first one that came out on Epitaph Records with the knowledge beforehand that it was going to come out on Epitaph Records because the first record we put out on Epitaph uh, was already not only written, but largely recorded uh, before the label got involved. And there's just kind of a perspective shift that I think can come with like working with new people mm -hmm. and um, knowing like going into an album, knowing that you have like resources and that it will come out in a certain kind of way can kind of change your perspective on like what you want to do with your art. I think it doesn't have to, but it did for me a little bit. Uh, and I was going to write a record that sounded very different and it felt very uninspired. So I was trying to find something that like felt worth making. And that kind of started just before um, like the lockdown happened, like maybe a mm -hmm. couple months before. Um, and it was approaching this kind of like darker, more serious, but also like humorous kind of like style. And uh, that was born out of like a conversation I had with my friend Sam on tour when we were in Columbus, Ohio, and was kind of encouraging me to like consider writing in like this direction. And then I, I spent like pretty much the second half of 2019 kind of planting the seeds in the very beginning of 2020, like fleshing them out. And then, uh, the album just kind of developed from there. And then the aesthetics are just kind of born out of the album. Like it creates a world. So like all of the aesthetics mm -hmm. are like part of the world that I see with this, the jumpsuits in particular, um, are very much a part of that. I mean, in that, like, it, it kind of like brings like the color palette of the album, like to like everything's an extension of the of the songs, so, like the artwork, the packaging, the merch, the show, what we wear during the show, what we do during the show. It's all it all traces back in a way to like the songs themselves. Um, but on That's a awesome. more yeah, on a more specific level, the jumpsuits were just like an idea of like I always felt kind of self-conscious like performing and like i never have really felt like super comfortable on stage i mean like i'm comfortable like when, when i'm playing i'm just playing and you're not really thinking about anything other than performing but like leading up to performing like you just kind of put on clothes and i guess having more of like a uniform not only made me feel more comfortable and more confident in the kind of performance that I want to put on for this band with this album and the future now, but um, it also just made it a lot easier to just be like, well, this is what we're doing. There's no like questions about like what the show looks like or what we wear. It's like, this is it. It's, you know, um, and why it was a jumpsuit. I just thought it looked cool probably I <laughs> yeah I don't, you know what i mean um, is it i mean i i recently got my first jumpsuit and i did one rehearsal with it and i was sweating so much i don't yeah. know how you guys play whole shows with that it's miserable <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is this is a, a grave of your own digging yeah definitely i mean 
some people in the band will uh, kind of like dress them down uh, yeah. depending on the show. I typically don't, I don't really stay up to date on who does what. Like I know like Arby and Paige do quite a bit. I don't really know if Kent does. Kent might roll up the sleeves. I don't really know what Dan does. Mine stays fully buttoned the whole time, um, which I probably should take it down. Like it's, it, it doesn't really matter. One is not better than the other at all. And I mean, I'm sure that anybody dressing it down will only help them play better. And that's like the most important thing. I just don't find myself thinking about it during the performance. It's just immediately after there, there have been shows where I've like almost passed out for sure. Oh my God. I'm mean, just running off adrenaline. I believe yeah, it. Something about it in like, kind of like a really pretentious way probably like helps me perform which is stupid because it's like I that's that's kind of bullshit. Like I don't I don't like like the trope of like oh I need to suffer for my art. Like I think that can be pretty dumb. But at the same time like once it's on it's on and then the, the show go the show like happens and yeah. then it doesn't come off until it's done. Something about that works really well for me. Uh you know, but I get it. I'm also I mean, I'm sure you guys that probably oh, sorry, sounds dumb. No, I was saying I'm also aware that probably sounds fucking stupid, but that's I don't okay. think it sounds no. stupid. I mean, I'm sure you guys are sick of being compared to Slipknot, but um, that well, was something just, that I funny. Yeah, I mean, well, if, yeah, I yeah, love being gay, compared gay to Slipknot. I love being compared to Slipknot when I compare to Slipknot on TikTok and then really <laughs> angry people get triggered and then start commenting sure. and then our video gets more views. I think that's awesome. Exactly. I also, I also love the people who are really like, I'm in the hard rock and like I die and not like. I feel like I said that like the wrong way, but like people who hear their meat reaction is knee jerk don't get that the more you engage with it, the more yeah. it's just like, okay, thanks for promoting the band. Let's go. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally don't care at all. I, I, I legitimately think it's great. Like for real, like for every person yeah. who hates it for whatever reason, whether it's trivial or not, like it will help someone else find it who will love it. So I welcome yeah. it. If you're going to be compared to somebody, it's you're compared to one of the biggest bands on the planet. Yeah, but yeah. They they talk about that too. How like um, having the jumpsuits and the masks, like it's it's probably even more miserable because they can't even breathe. Oh right. yeah, but, like, I can't yeah. imagine adding a mask. <laughs> yeah, but it's like yeah, they say that it like makes them feel brutal and you know et cetera et cetera. And so like yeah. costumes go a long way. Like I I totally get it. Yeah, it's also really fun. I mean, there was someone speaking of that, like somebody like tweeted about how they didn't like our jumpsuits or something. And uh, it's all good. I, I mean, I told them, like, it's all love. Like, you know, thank you for the hate. Like, yeah, thank you for the feedback. I, I just I just retweeted it. And everyone who likes the jumpsuits fucking like got all rallied up and stuff. And like, you know, but what I ultimately said was like, it's just fun. Like, why do we do it? Like, I don't know, because for the last however many years, I've fallen out of love with music and with pursuing music. And watching people do the same boring shit on stage day mm -hmm. after day, which same. is fine. I'm not saying a band has to do anything like we like some of my favorite bands just get up on stage and play their songs. But uh, for me, that was getting really fucking old and it was hard to get out of bed and deal with all the shit about music that I hate if it wasn't going to be that much fun. So all of this was also an exercise in inspiring myself to want to keep doing it and also to have more fun doing it because a lot of it felt like it was slipping away from me and putting the jumpsuits on is just 
a lot of fucking fun because you're the freaks on stage on the show and everyone's the fucking same and you're not and that's fun you know it doesn't take a lot to set yourself apart too yeah like i really noticed, doesn't yeah like i, not, I see we're not geniuses yeah. for putting jumpsuits on like we just picked a thing that w- was ours now it's ours yeah but like anybody can do that like you said 100 yeah yeah it's it's crazy how many bands i see i mean i but i think that that's also what makes you guys stand out and um i mean i i think you're gonna go far but i i i think that that kind of creativity and just the the want to stand out is going to go a long way you know and and a lot of bands i just don't think they care and if it works for them great if they can survive on just like their their music that's amazing yeah but for sure. we're we live in an age of of tiktok and and visual you know like something uh, needs to draw attention yeah aesthetics and so like i i always love that shit like all my favorite bands have a strong aesthetic to them and yeah so i love to well, see it i, I think I the important thing too is like I'm glad that like there is this strong aesthetic. I'm glad that people like it or hate it or it just can recognize that there is one. And I'm appreciative and I guess happy that it can translate into other things in terms of like standing out. But also like the important thing is like none of this was decided for that purpose. Like it's all artistic. It's all fun. And if it works on TikTok or something cool, but like, I didn't even have a TikTok when I started writing this album. I didn't even right. probably know what it was. Like no one, it's also ironic. I mean, the band we really get compared to is My Chem. Mm-hmm. And like when I started writing this album, My Chem was not back. Nobody wanted mm-hmm. to sound like My Chem. I wanted to write an album that sounded like this. And then people were telling me it sounded like that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But like the reason why other bands could try and do something either exactly like us or even like, conceptually like in terms of standing out it's not going to let alone you know aside from talking about whether a band like sticks around or succeeds if we just want to talk about it resonating with people it's not going to resonate if you're thinking we need to do something to stand out for tiktok to get noticed to get like it needs to be i want to stand out and this means something and that will resonate with people also, you probably can fake it. Bands fake it and get big, and that sucks. But I'm saying probably don't do that. <laughs> and probably, <laughs> like, if it does work and you're being disingenuous, you're really fucking lucky because that shouldn't resonate with people. That's and often it doesn't. I mean, it's trippy because, like, I'm not trippy, but it's obvious. Like, the, the obvious point of, like, wanting to have a band and wanting to get big on TikTok is, okay, I want more attention to the band at the end of the day. So I completely understand what you mean. It is kind of hard because I just think that everyone thinks that's the baseline. Everyone thinks, okay, I need to get more attention and not, okay, what do I do with this attention or what am I saying that's interesting enough to like warrant that attention? It's always like the surface level initial, let's get eyes here and then we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, really, I think people should do whatever they want uh, if they want to be famous to for the sake of being famous, they can do that. I don't want to do that. I want to make some stuff. And then if people he like, you know, encounter it and like it, and then that results in the band being more popular, whatever, that's great. It, it is hard because you, you do want it, at least from where I stand, when you have a band with six people in it, you do want it to be somewhat sustainable, somewhat profitable. You want it to be worth it. We're not all 17. We're like, you know, in our twenties, right. like can't, just not make like any money doing it or i mean especially if we want to tour as much as like we like to tour 
but uh you have to kind of do your best to like still keep it as organic as possible otherwise it starts getting like really disingenuous and not what i want to do like i think too many people are like i want to be a pop star or like whatever it is and it's Mm -hmm. like well is it that you want to make pop music so bad and you want to do that every day and like survive off that or do you want to be a pop star and you don't really even care what the songs are uh and those are just like two different things i i won't even pass a judgment on it i'll just say that i want to make the stuff and if it resonates that's beautiful and great and if it doesn't that's also fine what's the difference between like influencer culture and making things for the sake of making things you know it's because people there's 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 that narrative of like i want to be a youtuber i want to be an influencer and it doesn't matter what content you make it's just making content with a capital c that's very foreign to me and it's unfortunate that all the people get dropped into the same bucket like all these different people are on the same platforms trying to do the same thing but they are very different things yeah yeah, and like bands are compared like why am i why am i afraid that my vid like you know our video or our song is going to get drowned out by an 11 year old kid posting like <laughs> a world star fight on t- like yeah. they're both cool they're both like and people should see them both i guess but it also is kind of unfortunate because they're so fundamentally not the same thing like they are and they're not like it is all just content it is all oh, entertainment. Did, you, did you see that fight that was a sick fight <laughs> it's just like it's unfortunate that artists need to compare themselves to people that like aren't yeah. they don't even they're not even claiming to be artists they they yeah. want to be something no. else and that's it's all fine but then why are we comparing ourselves to uh each other it's just it's kind of like unfortunate the way it like has to happen now but i don't even know how we got here but we're I talking mean, i mean it's hard because like i mean this is like slightly left field but like the warner brothers discovery merger and like them calling things like content instead of like movies or films oh or TV yeah shows. Sure. it's like universally across the board like yeah no one makes a project no one makes something they make content that you clip that you get a sound off of and it becomes a tiktok sound and i've i mean it's the truth and it sucks but i like there's a moment where you're just like am i the the, the person shaking my fist at the cloud but like yeah it's the truth yeah for sure well stop complaining though i sound we sound too old we got to no, I, this is, this is all, uh, <laughs> I think, I think that it's, I mean, cause I feel the same stuff and, um, I think it's important to talk about because like, sure. there's not enough people on the other end of this don't understand how difficult it is for bands to, to market themselves yeah, and, sure. and like you're signed and, and the band that I'm in is also signed, but it doesn't really amount to much anymore. Like it's still, oh yeah, you know, labels could just go, you got to get on TikTok. And it's like, that doesn't, I don't need you for that. And also that yeah. doesn't really help. So it's, it's tough. Like it's, um, it's a difficult situation that we're in because there's so much, it's, it's easier than ever to make music, but then it's also easy to upload it. It's easy to a- attract fans, but when everyone's doing that all at once, it's just like, who is the most viral? Who is the most, who, yeah. who does the thing that stands out? And you can't predict that. Like, there's no way to predict that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's tough. Anyway. Then I actually wanted to talk and shift over a little bit and talking about attention. Um, I want to shift over to talking about the album. So yeah, 
as of by the time people are hearing this, it's going to be a year anniversary since another Kill from Hyrule came out. And hearing you talk about the album in the process of saying it's coming from a very like lonely time of the, the onset of the pandemic mm-hmm. and being by yourself and having that constant play of time to fast forwarding a year now of like bringing that record on tour and just being able to play it to shows like all over the, the country and like Riot Fest next week. Um, like how do you feel looking back at that record a year out when they like the moods are two very different moods of like writing something that's so personal to going out on stage and doing that when for some, for some people this might be the first time they're back out seeing live music yeah um i don't know it's um it's hard to remember like i don't have really good memory uh <laughs> so it's like i struggle to like really record how i feel at a lot of different points in my life i mean one of the only records is probably like of that is the songs but mm-hmm. um I mean, the feeling going into it, though, is very much like, I don't even know if this album will come out. I don't even know if we'll play it. I don't know if anyone will like it. It's a pretty heel turn from, like, what we were doing. So I guess the only thing I could say is, like, going from a time where, like, everything was uncertain, which made it super pure because, like, I don't know if people will like it. I don't know if it'll come out. I don't know if I'll keep doing music. I don't know if I'll have the op- opportunity based on what happens with like covid um so like there was no decisions that were influenced by i hope people like this or i can't like it it was all just like what i wanted to do and like the only thing that changed what you know the only other input was just the people who i trusted to be a part of it like it was just a product of what we wanted to do um which i think is you know what it's all about um so i guess now it's just kind of grateful that we've gotten to play it you know mm-hmm. however many hundred times at this point and uh getting to do riot and um have a strong you know good good touring to finish off the year like it's all amazing you know like yeah i i don't i don't really know it just feels great i guess yeah if you don't mind me asking, um, what kind of support were you guys getting from Epitaph for this album? What do like, you mean I guess, by that? Uh, like post, like, um, like what uh, were they able to provide you after the album was done? Do they help you with publicity? Do they help? Oh yeah, you? I mean, we yeah. have we have, they have budgets for all of their bands for making the album, promoting the album. Um, there's someone the A and R who I who worked are. Um, our record Brando is really, really incredible. I really, mm-hmm. really love Brando, and he really gave a shit the whole time mm-hmm. that we've worked it all out. And you know, it's like when you're working with someone like me, like especially if I don't have myself in check, I could probably be a lot to deal with. <laughs> and it's like when you got a kid who's like, well, all the vinyl variants need to like be like <laughs> blood or Halloween themed, and like I want to do fingerless gloves, even though no one's done that in like ten years or. I want to do this. And then they're just like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? All like, right. Uh, the last time someone did fingerless gloves through Epitaph was Frank Iero. That's funny. Uh, so like they knew how to do it, but like, they're like, no one's doing this. And I'm like, I know. And they're like, it's a lot of money. And I'm like, can you 
do it and they're like yeah. <laughs> just do it but they're just like if you're really sure you know um but they're great i mean they're super supportive and i don't ex- like they can't just make shit happen like that's not real like there's a reason why labels are signing already proven successful tiktok people like mm-hmm. They're having a hard enough time breaking anybody. And let's go back to what I said too. Like you can try and make something happen. And sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. And like, it really is like, make what you make. And if it resonates, it resonates. I don't expect them to like make this band happen. It's just, everyone's going to do our best shot to just get it in front of people is the goal. And we do yes. pretty good. I think, you know, I think you do too. Uh, I wanted to ask about the creative block question and yeah. uh, what it feels like for you and how do you deal with it? Uh, well, it feels terrible. I have a habit of, uh, I have a habit of writing music or writing an album and then the songs are done. And then I want to invest in thinking about everything else, like the merch, the show, the packaging, the everything about the band. And when I'm doing all of that, I'm not writing songs. Um, so I have a terrible habit of stopping writing. And then when I go to write something, I go, oh, I don't know how to do that anymore. Um, it happened like the first time, like I, there was a, a gap of what, like three, three and a half years in between our two LPs. Uh exacerbated by covid for sure but like even now i am trying to write new music and it has been nothing but a creative block um Mm. so what do i do about it um i get really fucking mad (laughs) can Mm -hmm. i curse sorry yeah no yeah you can you can oh yeah i'm from new jersey um so uh yeah uh it's really frustrating. Um, the The real answer is you have to just make something, but no one, including me, likes that because it feels so wrong to just make something. Like you're like, well, I can't make something. That's the problem. But that's also the answer. Like you can make something. It's probably not what you want to make, but you can make something. Everybody can make anything. You could take out. A piece of paper and draw a stick figure and it's probably not the song that you wanted to write but you can't say that you can't make anything that's just dishonest so a more accurate description is like yeah sit down write a song is it the song you wanted no does it like pain you to write this terrible song that you can't stand and it sounds terrible and it feels wrong yeah but you you have to do it because you're not maybe if you're like really lucky you'll just wake up and all of a sudden the perfect songs in your head but i'm gonna guess that probably isn't going to happen and if it happens it's probably only gonna happen if you spent other days writing terrible songs and then now you're closer to a good song um and to that point like i the only songs i've written were when i sat down like the only songs I've written like recently have been when I've sat down and like forced myself to do it. And there have been instances where I have been like, this isn't that good. It's, it's kind of boring. Like, I don't really know. And then like, I listen to it enough and enough and enough, especially it helps when you push yourself to write something that feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like two weeks later, I'm like, this is really good. You know? Um, 
I did a writing session the other day and we had nothing. And then it was like, okay, like pick a vibe and then, okay, pick some chords and pick more chords. And then like, let's write lyrics and write a melody. And it can feel so like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. And then it turns out to be like really good. And then it's like, okay, well, you just had to kind of try the whole time. I think, you know, this might be a tough question to answer, but how do you define, how do you know when a song is good? How do you know when it starts to feel right? Um, so that's even kind of two questions that I think you accidentally asked because there's a difference between feeling good and feeling right also. Interesting. Okay. Like um, I could write a really good song that isn't a safe face song. And I know like in its uh -huh. DNA, it's not a safe face song. Yeah. So then I have to make a decision of like, can it be a safe face song? Or do I, or is it like, this is a good song, but this isn't for safe face. And what's my goal? Is my goal to write a safe face song or is it to write just a song? Um, and I also want to challenge myself, like, what is a safe face song? When I wrote the song Sharpen Your Teeth, that felt like that could never be a safe face song. There's never been a safe face song that's that fast and fucking crazy and shit. And it felt like this. I can't do this. This is too much. But that is how I knew that it was exactly right. And that's the case with most of the songs on that album. Like AM Gothic was the same thing. Um, the last track on the album was the same thing. Like every song, it was like, even the title track, I was like, this is too, like, the, the title track of the album was my least favorite song for what? like the longest time. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't really good, right? And then I was like, oh, well, everyone likes this. And actually it is good. Um, <laughs> so to your original question, um, I know that it's, I know that it's right, just kind of a like, I either know like this is a safe face song or I know like this, I don't know if this is a safe face song, but if that's because I'm uncomfortable about like pushing in a different territory, then I know that my brain just hasn't caught up to like where the, the, the song is yet. Um, so that's one thing. If it's a good song, I think it's a good, for me, it's a good song. I mean, really like, if I'm writing a song, there's probably already a hook. And if there's a hook, it's either good or it's not good. And there's not a lot of gray area for me. And that just comes down to having like a really refined palette and taste of like, I know what I like. I know sure. it sounds good to me. So when I hear something, I know pretty quickly if I think it's good or not, I think. Um, so I think that's my answer. Absolutely. That's a great answer. Um. Going back a little bit, because you said that you felt like the title track was released your song. I feel like this is a ge really general question, but I have uh -huh. to know then what are the what songs do you look back at and you're just like, okay, like the top three. I mean, I feel, yeah, like, I feel like it's hard that's, to pick. It's changed. It's changed a lot. Um, it, yeah, I mean, they've all been my favorite song at one point or another. Otherwise, they really truthfully wouldn't have been released. I'm very particular. Like, I don't put out stuff unless I really feel strongly about it. Um, and even in our back catalog, like there's songs that like I don't really want to play or wouldn't play or don't care about as much anymore at this point in my life. But like, I don't think any of them are bad, and I think that's like the most important. Th I guess I don't know. I guess you you can make stuff that's bad. That's fine. But I I I stand by. I think everything. Um, for this album, when I started writing it, Feudal Heart was one of my favorites. Um. Sharpen Your Teeth is always a favorite. As soon as I caught up and I was like, this is 
not only like at first it was like, i don't think this is the vibe and then it was like no not only is it the vibe but it's like the vibe like this is mm-hmm. it this is like i've been looking i didn't even know i was looking for this and this is it so that was always a favorite bury me tonight's always going to be a favorite that song just encapsulates the entire album for me um title track i mean sorry the intro track with the first track which originally was the title track uh that was a favorite because it was the first song i wrote please murder me is a favorite because it's just crazy and like so obnoxious and over the top uh and like definitely a triumph in like my songwriting i think it's a really well written and well uh executed with the performances um but i love i i can't i'm i'm terrible at answering this because i i just love them all too much you know yeah it's gotta feel hard to, to say like hey pick something that you've worked on yeah. and like what are the, what are the biggest highlights of something you spent so long making sure was like yeah. a cohesive body of work yeah for sure that, that being said it's a cemetery wedding and i just threw the <laughs> pot of the cake. yeah 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 i no joke for like the next month after yeah just kept saying that that's awesome i don't like i just i'm not even out loud just in my head like yeah. there's just certain lines where that are just like what is it um another kill like is this thing loaded well let's find that. like i don't know yeah. i love like there's like just small lyrics that just like stick in my head with like with the songs and i just love that makes that. me so happy to hear yeah i mean i i love a lot of the lyrics so that's that's awesome i mean there's definitely like all I guess I definitely have like favorite lyrical moments throughout, but uh, it is hard to pick. Um, but yeah, yeah. lyrics are interesting because like I feel like um, you know, as writers, like I guess I will speak for myself. Like I always want to put a lot of effort into it, and then I realize that most people don't actually ever listen to the lyrics, and so there's always this like there's two wolves inside me where it's like, do I even bother with this? You know, I look at like. Yeah like gorillas like damon alborn's is master of just like <laughs> bullshit words that uh-huh. sound cool on right. cracker and, island it was born yeah it's nonsense but it sounds cool and he i think he said that like he cares more about i guess the like verbal aesthetics of stuff yeah than meaning i think and people put too tough. much premium on word words and word choice i mean like don't get me wrong like everyone has those favorite lyrics that like mean the world to them and everything mm-hmm. i think the thing that people really do not put are not honest enough about is like that word like those lyrics that you have tattooed on like your body mm-hmm. somewhere whoever it is a big reason why they resonated to you was the way that they performed it when you heard it whether it was at 100%. a show or on a, on a recording and if it was performed in a very different way it might not have resonated with you so much yeah that's why lyrics are the last thing that i write it's always melody first every single time basically unless i have su- like such like a this needs to be in a song but i would say 99 times out of 100 it's like i want to find a melody that resonates with me because if there's a melody that goes with this idea that is so compelling that it doesn't even matter what i say and it gives me chills or makes me feel a certain Mm -hmm. kind of way then Mm -hmm. that's where that's like okay we're gonna start from there like i don't want to i don't want to pick words and like if there's not a compelling melody, it it won't matter. I could say the most, uh, I could say the most profound thing in the world, but if I don't have a compelling way to say it, it really won't matter, in my opinion. Um, for the, at least the kind of music that I write to, um, so 
it's pretty much melody first, at least in a broad stroke sense. It, it's always going to get tweaked, especially when you start putting the words to it. But uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to shift over a little bit and talk about the barbershop studio sessions. Right. Um, yeah. They've been like just an amazing thing to just watch and just see the energy of yeah. the band. Um, my roommate was like, I was like, hey, I'm interviewing Safe Face. And he was like, I don't know what they look like live. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Do yeah. I? <laughs> and so I'm able to pull those up. And there was like a point halfway through, he was like, is this really live? I'm like, yes, uh-huh. this is them live. <laughs> and he just was like, oh shit. Um, where did the idea come from to do the sessions? The idea came from hoping that the thing that you just described would happen where it's like, okay, like all these fucking people out there, like you're either coming to a show and seeing us or listening to us, or you don't know who we are. That's fine. Or you know who we are, but you think you know what we are and you don't, or you, you think you know what we are and you think we suck. We don't. And it's like, okay, I'm going to really be generous and give you no excuses. Like this is, you don't want to go to a show. That's fine. Like here's a show right in front of you. So now you have to confront the fact, like, this is who we are. Do you love it or do you hate it? Like, I, I don't have time for people on the fence. Like I need you to know who we are and need you to have an opinion. And I want it to be a strong opinion. Um, so it was like, let's take the show put it in a studio and really make it look compelling, really make her performance compelling. Um, so if people are holding out on checking us out now, they don't have to, now they can just enjoy us from the comfort of their own home. Um, so yeah, that was the idea behind it. And I think we did it. I feel really good. I think I, there's a lot of live sessions that are great there's a lot that aren't great i think ours is really great i think we really and we put a lot of time in to make sure it would come out this way where looks great sounds great it's like a really like it it is a well-produced yet visceral like uh example of like what this band sounds like you know sure like there's even like small moments of you like walking like going into the control room yeah yeah that was good feels like shit yeah (laughs) i got that out of a chariot chariot uh live video i don't know if you know this band called the chariot they're like a super important band to me but they have a a really crazy live i think it's live i might not be live i don't really know but they have a video where i think they're in studio and they like they walk all over the place and i was like it'd be really crazy if i like went in the control room and then i was like okay can we do that do you have a long enough cable? Like, we kill <laughs> the main monitors. Can we, like, how do we, like, do it? You know, um, so it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you think so because that was definitely the goal, you know, and uh, it was also just the, the thing of like this album has been out for almost a year. It feels in some ways like 10, like, you know, 10 years. And in other yeah. ways, it feels like we just started. But ultimately, ultimately, it's like, well, we've gone on tour so much we could play these songs really good and i want to showcase that and it probably wouldn't hurt to remind people like hey like this is us i know that we probably posted about this almost like a year ago now but like we're still here this still happened in like you know a very fast-paced consumption based kind of like internet culture like 
you're you you make something and then it, it it's real for a day and then it it's gone like you know what i mean so like this was kind of like also an opportunity to be like late in the album cycle like oh no but for real like we put out this music you should check it out you know um i think a lot of people right now it's like the anticipation it's like people teasing stuff on tiktok before it's out and it's like the video to premiere the thing and then it's out and then like everyone stops it's like what we're like eight nine ten months out from the album and like i'm only starting to do podcasts now i'm only putting out the live session now because i made something that i think has replayability and uh it's worth learning about even if you weren't there when it came out like sure you know what i mean um so there's that aspect too i think i want to know how many songs are in are in the session because i'm not gonna lie this whole like releasing it bit by bit week Uh over week does have me chomping at the bit like is there another one there's one more oh there's one more um this will be out on on gene is it okay if we put this out episode out on halloween yeah i mean i think so yeah Okay, so this will be out on Halloween, so that will inform you when I talk about it at all. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be out next week, and then there's they're all out. So uh, I'm really excited, though. That the, the last one was shot with one video shot. So the other two are all cut up of a couple different angles. This one is one continuous shot. And uh, all, all three of the videos are kind of different. Like, another kill is, like, super clean, like, really good camera coverage. Another uh, sharpen is like very chaotic. And like you said, like, you know, playing with like leaving the control room and there's the megaphone. And then this last one, and I'll just say it's for bury me tonight because it'll already be out. Um, <laughs> it's it's one shot. And uh, I, I think each of them have their own little flavor, too, uh, which is fun. Uh, it makes it, a little, you know, a little extra reason why you should watch them all. A little tree. And I'm yeah. glad. And thank you for telling me the name. because I'm not going to say yeah. it, but I'm just like, <laughs> I, that's the magic of being interviewed. I'm just like. What's yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah, totally. Are you going to say yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Um, my, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to ask, my, my bandmate, Rem, wanted to know what your practice space looks like. He said, I imagine it's like a basement in a dive bar somewhere. <laughs> it's uh, my it's, uh, my parents' porch. Oh, really? Porch, yeah. You do it outside. It's like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's like, it's like an enclosed porch. You know what I mean? It's like. Still. It's, it's not like an insulated. So like in the summer, it's just like how, however hot it is outside is the temperature in the room. Right. It's like a sunroom, right? I, I think that's what they're called. Yeah, I guess. I don't, it's, it's just like a porch thing. It's really hard to describe, uh, but it's not, it's just, it's literally just a square with some music gear in it. It's pretty that's awesome. Unglamorous. The one thing that we do is we run headphone mixes for everybody. Um, yeah. And then we kind of, you know, can pick apart like where to tighten up here and there um so that's we just got on that uh in your monitor thing and oh my god it's like such a game changer yeah you don't you don't have any uh neighbors complaining about that we have one neighbor that really likes it (laughs) really yeah and yeah they like i think they've like put lawn chairs outside to like wow and stuff (laughs) i don't know everybody else yeah yeah that's what i was about to say yeah, I mean, I I would like love a a practice space, I guess I'm sure, but like, uh, oh, it's so expensive. Yeah, and it's just like, 
not every book like we all we're kind of scattered right now like not everyone's all like we don't live close at all so we get together we practice a day or two before the tour and then we go on tour really um, so we don't you we don't, don't do... regularly practice no. wow if someone amazing. is living in michigan right now someone's living in north carolina right now someone's Whoa. living in bay area california right now holy Whoa, shit fuck. so what we're as far as you could be um and you know our drummer dan he lives about I mean, he's in new jersey but he's like an hour to two hours south of me depending on wow. traffic so Did, we we really just practice right before the tour that's crazy. Do you guys, um, do you have just kind of encourage people to practice like on their own? Yeah. Kind ev- of, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ev- everyone's a pro in this band. Mm-hmm. Like this is like my all-star lineup. Like all these people I've been playing music with for yeah. years, not in the same band, but like they're all people who we all came up together doing DIY music. So yeah. um, there's no, there hasn't been a learning curve with like how to be, how to act. Like everyone knows like, no like you show up you know how to play your parts and if there's stuff we got to work out then like we work it out but like no one's showing up and like not being able to you know bring it really um that's amazing yeah yeah i saw robbie play with jiraiya a few uh, weeks ago and nice. they were they were awesome they're they're super charismatic they're um, a pro yeah they're yeah they're a pro <laughs> uh malik what else you got so i know this is a small this is going to be a complete joke question, so please don't take this seriously. Sure. Um, I know that the crew, the camera crew for the sessions had the jumpsuits. And uh-huh. I know, I've seen tweets where you're like, everyone on crew gets a jumpsuit. Yeah, for sure. Our podcast guests, our podcast hosts <laughs> get jumpsuits? I'll you know order what? one, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I should have sent some out for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I fuck with that. I don't. It's not mandatory <laughs> when we're on tour, etc., but like, I highly encourage that anybody who wants to wear a jumpsuit that's on our crew wears it or even in the other bands i don't really care it's just fun uh i don't, I don't want us to be the only ones who have all the fun you know um, that's a good way to think of it yeah yeah um but it's but people like it too like we, we put our merch people in the jumpsuit a ton and people like love it or even think that like they're in the band <laughs> it's just really funny mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just fun and then for the live videos it was like well if any of you motherfuckers are gonna get in the shot you better be in a jumpsuit you know um <laughs> So that was more the vibe, but uh, yeah. I mean, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get some sent out for you. Um, so I'll get right on that for sure. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I feel bad because I I also saw the tweet where you were like, um, you gotta wear safe face merch to MCR show, and I'm going to two this weekend, and uh-huh. I do not have safe face merch, and I well, need to buy. Yeah, it. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I mean, uh get to a safe face show and you can get some there i don't put it online a whole lot because uh i've been shipping our merch and running our store since day one and it sucks uh i mean how yeah how is that like how do you divide your time between like playing the tour writing the music yeah. and then handling all these orders i mean i'm finding that i really just shouldn't you know like when you when you scale anything like there won't be enough time and then it's like is my time more valuable writing something like a new song or is it more valuable packing records? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I have to write the songs or there won't be songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually we have a merch order right now that we're, we're having like another company handle and it's just like a learning experience with like doing that for the first time. But I I'm hoping that we could find like a good flow with that because yeah, I mean, 
happy to do it, I guess. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm like above doing it. It's more of just like, yeah, there is only time. so much time in a day. Yeah. And I'm, I try and be ambitious with my stuff and then, you know, run out of time. That um, sentiment feels very real for us in particular because I'm I sure. am the producer of the main show. Yeah. And I've come in because just to make sure to manage and oversee the podcast itself because it can be a lot to like, yeah. Do. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Those logistical things are, are, it's also like a drain. And if, if you don't maintain the balance, then it starts to affect the fun part of it. And right. yeah. so it's, it's, um, it's tough. Yeah. I'm surprised that Epitaph doesn't like, I mean, maybe they do, maybe they do provide some kind of like merch support, but, um, I mean, it's really just a, it's more of like, we're going to go on tour. So we're going to print merch. We're going to print that ourselves because we don't make any money other than selling merch. So like, I don't need the label to get involved with that. Then we go on tour, we sell it, we come home, we have leftovers and like same vein, right. like I'm sure I could ship it to like King's road and then they could put it up and we could work out a deal. But like, now I got to pay to ship it. Now they got to yeah. put it up. Now there's going to be a cut. Then yeah. what happens when like, we're not that big, we sell some of the leftovers, but we have another tour coming up and I want to take those leftovers on tour. Like the logistics, like, are hard to pin down. I think the bigger you get, it gets a little easier. You can get rid of stuff online a little bit easier at like a higher volume. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, we're little and scrappy, and it's hard to like, you know, I I want to maximize like it's gonna be hard enough to make money for any band, let alone a six-person band. I'm trying to do my best to like maximize what we can bring in, uh, and not like, you know, avoid how much I gotta give my money away for any reason because it's right. off out here you know yeah yeah for sure so. um Jean, do you have any more questions because i'm about to go into the final zone no, i think it sound way more dramatic no that sounds really dramatic yeah go um, into the final zone final zone <laughs> uh well the first question i typically ask everyone is and this is just a chance to shout out people you have been supporting or fans of um who are some bands you feel like deserve more love than they're getting right now bands that deserve more love safe face just kidding <laughs> but you should check us out if you haven't um now that's a plug too bands that deserve more love like every every band like i wish people would care about bands more selfishly um specifically i mean born without bones is a band that changed my life that band will never be as big as they should even if they could be on the radio tomorrow and still not enough to me um love that band um Bands that need more love. I don't really know. It's like, to be honest, all my friends are killing it right now. So it's kind of hard. Like I could just plug my friends. I mean, like yeah. I could, like I could say like mom jeans, just friends <laughs> fucking, you know, like I could like go down the gambit, but they're all doing great. King of heck has great new music. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's so, so many, many good bands. If you want to know what bands should get more love, then like follow us on Twitter and I'll retweet them every now and then. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not good at being put on the spot, I think. That's a solid plug, too, <laughs> for the Twitter. So yeah, it's yeah, working sure. out. <laughs> and so here's my last question. Um, okay. I live with my roommates. Uh -huh. um, sometimes we do interviews at weird hours. So yeah. I give my roommate the last question as a lovely peace offering. Oh, cool. And so this is the last question from my friend, my roommate, Alan. Okay. Um, he sat there for a little bit. He was sitting there for a long time. And he was like, I don't know what this question is going to be. And he's like, you know, 
I've thought long about it. And in this accent, completely, you know, I won't ask him about pizza toppings. Ask Mr. Jersey Boy when he comes to New York City, what pizza toppings does he get on his pizza? That's awesome. Well, first of all, I'd never go to New York City for pizza. Second of all, if I'm getting pizza at a place where I would want it, like, I'm just kidding. I'll get some in New York. Uh, shout out Prince Street Pizza, Soho. I really love that that place. Um, toppings. I'll say that vodka sauce on pizza is the most goaded move of all time. Oh, God, yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of penne vodka pizza. Um, big fan. There's so by Barbershop Studios, there's a Frank's Pizza regional chain, and uh, they have some of the most ignorant slices I've seen. I've seen a <laughs> lot of ignorant slices. Is a, I'm talking, is a hell of a statement. I'm talking chicken quesadilla pizza i'm what? talking okay. chicken caesar salad pizza i'm talking i'm picking cheese up ravioli yeah where pizza. is this again no 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 wait, wait, yeah no, no i'm Light I'll, up. I'll show I... you the i'll, I'll drop the pin um <laughs> but uh yeah um i like just like it's just fun to get crazy shit i last time i ate there i thought i was gonna go to the hospital though so i should probably <laughs> chill a little bit from those ignorant slices yeah, I like putting I like putting chicken on there. I like broccoli. I like vodka sauce. Damn. Yeah, I, I never I heard get. of a slice called ignorant. I'm, you know, there might be a reason I need to go to New Jersey. <laughs> we're de- we're depraved people. <laughs> you know what I mean? We we all end up like this because of eating pizza like that, and like, you know, you know how it is. We're yeah. we got we got some problems, but it makes us strong. And no, for sure. And then I love it because I almost like, oh, yeah, I feel bad for Gene. He's not going to have an answer because he has California pizza. <laughs> hey, I don't hey. care. I, I like I don't have strong opinions about pizza, really. You, you know, what I will say you're, you're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Pizza place called like Slashers or something. You know what I'm talking okay. about? I don't really good. Let me see. Sla- I think it's called Slashers. Slasher pizza. Yeah. It's really okay. good. I, I went up. there. And then, you know, when I say really good, I mean, like, not by New Jersey standards, <laughs> but like the rest of the kind of country or world or whatever. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Like New- they have a, a Baba Duke pizza, which oh, has got, uh, yeah. yeah, it's got soapersada, fresh basil, bacon and maple chili oil. That actually sounds good. Yeah. They get pretty nasty over there. It's cool. It's really pretty good. nasty. Uh, yeah. I don't I'm not a big uh pizza's pizza and we That's all fair. know that chicago deep dish is the best pizza so whatever. well that's the other thing it's like i'm always down to eat cheesy saucy bread you know what i mean like, yeah it's just yeah. not like domino's great yeah because like i i love some cheesy saucy bread it's just in my mind there's something very different than going down the block and getting what i get and then like getting domino's or like getting you know pizza from california or like new york city or like whatever it doesn't really you know any of them uh so that's my pizza i'm i'm i like to be overly pretentious about it uh as a bit because it's funny um, <laughs> but it's also probably just annoying but that's no, okay pizza, I, I'm pizza, fine with that. you're talking to someone who takes pizza very very seriously oh, okay okay and, but good. also has happy little caesar pizza in his fridge because he nice. also was like I need to hurry before this interview. Yeah, something that's five dollar pizzas, man. That's for something else. You know what I mean? Like for what that's for, it's the best. You know, and that's the only time I'll eat Chicago deep dish. Only time. Besides that, and besides this recording, never happened. You know, I I can. 
I'll get Clem to talk about this. We're going to talk about this after <laughs> the show. Offline. Oh, you yeah. Can, yeah, no. But with all of that, I, I'm out of questions. Thank um, thank you so much for staying down and talking with us. Um, yeah, thank you so much. You trained over the last year, so this is amazing. Yeah, hope to get you to a show sometime. Fingers crossed. I got to figure out when yeah, the next hopefully. show near the city is. I, I was going to go to Riot Fest, but that's not happening anymore. Yeah, I don't really, I guess, like, I guess it's New Jersey is the closest you'll get. Hmm. And I mean, you know, you got to get some New Jersey. You got to venture across. It sounds like there's a lot of reasons why you need to get to New Jersey. So to, I don't know. Yeah. It, might, it might be a sign. I'm. It's it's your call, Uh, but I will, you know, just put it out there. You know, for safe face, <laughs> for safe face. Yeah. Safe face is my favorite fucking band. There you go. Yeah, that's right. I, I will. I you really will. want that jumpsuit, huh? <laughs> I'm, you're, really, I'm, you're really fishing for that jumpsuit. No, that's what they say during the set. I'm doing a lower bit. I'm be okay. I've been the shows. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also yes. Uh, but yeah, no. For safe face, I will go to New Jersey and I will okay. report back. 